now. Bachelor Nation on the After Reality Podcast Network. He is not Will Simmons, but I am Spencer Kitley, and this is After Reality. Welcome back. Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome back to the Bachelor Nation podcast on the After Reality Podcast Network, presented to you by our partners at Fantasy 4 Reality. That's fantasy, the numeral 4, reality.com. Um, check it out. It's where we play all of our fantasy games here on the network. Uh, the game to play right now is The Bachelor, Season 26, Clayton, and... We hit the ground running this week. Um, Will is not here, um, but I am. Got a fun little show for you. But if you didn't see it on social, and you are a big fan of the show, if you're a fan of the podcast, and you're interested in participating in the podcast, we are looking for a guest host to join us this season to talk Clayton, to talk Bachelor, to talk all of the good things. You have some hot takes we want to hear them. Reach out to us on social media. Um, love to hear from you. As a reminder, uh, Twitter, it's After Reality Pod. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, After Reality TV podcast page. Uh, Instagram, send us a DM, After Reality Podcast. Um, and, and for those of you that are, that are out there listening, uh, subscribe wherever you're listening. Uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, or Stitcher. Um, but hit us up. Um, can also uh, ping me if you need to, um, Spencer at After Reality Pod, After Reality Podcast.com. So um, we'd love to hear from you. If you think you're a great guest host, you got a friend that's a great guest host, let us know. Hit us up. I am, I'm thinking we're getting back to something good here this season uh, with Clayton. And here we, we I mean, we're, we're at the Bachelor Mansion. Uh, Clayton's being teased as the most sincere lead ever. And we're coming into this episode fairly blind with only a few gems of information regarding our Mountain of a Man Bachelor based solely on the collective eight minutes of airtime he received during Michelle's season. A few things we garner out of the Clayton intro package is that he loves his mama, he played football, and he repetitively lets us know that he's from the Midwest. Oh, yeah, Clayton is also ready to find love. And we are reminded of this after he pours over handwritten letters from these elementary kids from Michelle's season where they assured him that he would one day make an excellent father. Who's riding shotgun this season? Or actually, more likely, who's driving this season while Clayton is riding shoddy? That's right, it's, it's Uncle Jesse. Not that Uncle Jesse, and no, he's not really Clayton's uncle, although they sure look alike. Mm, we might want to DNA test this thing, because they sure look alike, and props to Jesse Palmer. He's done some studying a game tape. It's his job on ESPN, but he studied some game tape on Mr. Harrison. Doesn't sound too far off. I think they, they, they picked the right guy. He was the only guy. He was the only choice there was. Uh, I think Wells is, is our guy for Paradise, but this was our only guy. Jesse Palmer, of course, former Bachelor number five. 
current Rooms to Go salesman, ESPN commentator, host of The Ultimate Surfer, so much more. Oh, he also played football, like Colton, played at University of Florida, had a cup of coffee in the NFL, New York Giants, uh, maybe a couple other teams. And now he adds Bachelor host to his now decorated resume. And in the times we live in, everything that's old is new again, mom jeans, everything from the 90s, and so much more. So why not bring back an old bachelor like Mr. Jesse Palmer, who, for my money, as, as, a, as a straight man, ob- objectively probably the, the most handsome bachelor we've ever had. Definitely in the top two or three. There's no argument there. Um, so glad to have Jesse Palmer, a familiar face, back on the franchise and hopefully riding the ship here. Um, we're, we're at the mansion. We have a host. And before I get into my notables from night one of season 26, first, hey, we're back in the mansion. I can only hope that this location, along with an actual real host returning, gives us that normalcy, that stability with the franchise, that save for Bachelor in Paradise has been struggling quite a bit over the last year or more. We filmed straight through the night as usual. We had all the tropes. The rose ceremony it was bright, sunshiny, daybreak, daylight. We saw two people go home before the actual rose ceremony. What else could you ask for? Let's talk intro packages. Intro packages are usually pretty underwhelming. That was kind of the same thing here. We had Shanae, small town girl. That seems to be the thing that we're going to harp on with her. Gabby, uh, former NFL cheerleader, a COVID ICU nurse. A lot of nurses on the show. Um, <laughs> tired tired of being uh, in, in the hospital and, and dealing with what we've been dealing with for the last couple of years. So uh, a lot of them here. Uh, Rachel, a flight instructor from Florida that works at Ohio University. I think we're going to see a lot of her. She feels like it. Daria, a law student. She got an intro package, but she went home. Um, Susie, a jiu-jitsu wedding videographer and beauty queen from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Elizabeth, a gregarious real estate agent. Um, Very much a valley girl, although she's from Colorado. And then Teddy, yet another registered nurse in awful white boots. Sorry, not sorry, I hate white boots. Let's talk about Sally. Sally, oh Sally. Ride, Sally, ride. Uh, Sally's from South Carolina, was previously engaged, called off her wedding, and this is the weekend that was supposed to be her wedding day. Now, unclear how far in advance of the season this actually happened, assuming they're in some kind of quarantine period. That's why Clayton's in a hotel. He's not at whatever house he, he might be staying at. And before the season starts, Sally sneaks over to Clayton's suite, solid point gathering in fantasy for reality if you're keeping score when you sneak over to the the lead suite. I believe that's 70 points. Um, they seem to have a connection, though, despite her tearful confession to him. She's vulnerable. All the Bachelor things. Uh, they both think there's chemistry. He wants to prove this. He leaves the room. He comes back with a rose. She wants to accept the rose so badly. But she wants to take a minute. And eventually it's like, hey, my heart's not in the right place. Why are you on the show? 
you obviously did casting post breakup probably six months at least ago and it's a tough start for old Clinton. I mean like they've never met they they obviously have nothing to talk about Clayton insisted that they've he felt this strong connection like I don't blame him attractive girl comes in appears in front of you you're not really the bachelor yet so you're not in that headspace when it's possible to more it's it's more common than where you're just going to cast off hey good looking people i'm going to get rid of you anyway and and clayton even decided to give her this rose and she rejected that like between sally and claire clayton got dumped twice on the very first night of his season which like is uncharted territory no one's ever been here before he's in the hall of fame like you, you can't make this stuff up, and it's a it's a tough way for him to go. Um, there's some school of thought out there where, like, hey, was Sally, was this like just a a test to like try to get him accustomed to the mechanics of the show and having a conversation without it having to be part of the show? Maybe, maybe they knew it was going to be a dumpster fire. Who knows? Limo entrances always. A key part of the show, always important to see kind of what happens there. Uh, Jesse and Clayton are acting like they've never met before, which is hard to believe. May- maybe they've only met on Zooms or, or something like that. That's possible. But for them to be meeting for the first time on the, the hose-down cobblestone driveway of the Bachelor Mansion, that might be a stretch. First out of the limo is Sarah, who's a wealth management advisor from New York, and she's a Clemson Tiger. He's a Mizzou Tiger. And we didn't get a lot from her here, but in the closing credits, we got her and Clayton Clayton going full office space mode. Give me some Michael Bolton. And uh, on a printer, that makes Sarah a winner in my book, uh, if we're keeping score here. And I think he likes Sarah. We'll keep tabs on on her and who uh, some of our front runners are. Lindsay W. from Houston. She's looking north at him. Kind of corny. Genevieve, a bartender from L.A. Strong NY vibes from, from someone from Cali. Turns out she's from Massachusetts. Um, really great conversation. We'll get get to that in a little while. NC, she goes in on, hey, I'm half Persian, I'm half Korean. Uh, hello, Clayton June, for those of you that are Friends of the or fans of the Shaws of Sunset with Reza June and Mike, Mikey June and all all of them, uh, which June means love on the end of your name, and Susie, our wedding videographer uh, with a handshake buzzer, which I didn't hate, wants to know if he feels the electricity. It was awkward but kind of fun, and then Claire, a spray tanner, and she immediately gives off crazy vibes. My wife, Jenna, looks at me and she's like, that girl's crazy. So she saw her. And she she reminds me of someone else that's been on the franchise. I can't quite place it. Um, if you can place it, hit us up on social media. We'd love to hear um, who it is that she's reminding you of. Um, the There was certainly a, a um, I believe it was Susie that was the, Hannah Brown doppelganger 
that was there um, on night one. And I, I just can't quite place Claire's uh, crazy doppelganger. Anyhow, Serene, teacher from Oklahoma, nothing there. Teddy, she wants to be his teddy bear. And it's obviously, it's obvious very quickly that he likes Teddy. He's like, hey, she makes me feel some type of way. He said that again later on in the episode. Uh, Tessa, Lindsay D, Daria Rose, um, they all come in. He actually takes a break, goes and sees them before the next batch, comes back out, and, and we really we start hitting the hitting the hitting the ground running here. Uh, Kate, a real estate agent from Lake Hollywood, Florida, rolls in. Massive smile. She wants them to to each hold one of her nips. And then she busts out two airplane bottles of whiskey or nips of whiskey. And creative, funny, memorable. Clayton didn't finish the shot. Kate is later shown holding the, that, the half-filled nips. And, but I like Kate. Um, I'm curious to see where that goes. Um, taking a quick look here now, now that I sidetracked myself on who the Hannah Brown doppelganger was. I I believe it was Susie. Um, uh, also of note, Kate works at the Oppenheim Group of Selling Sunset fame. Uh, one of my top picks of the season. Um, like in Kate, Sierra, who has come back from the future and, um, like, I saw you chose me. Flimsy. Melina's moon shoes, first costume of the night, didn't love it. Haley, the pickle jar girl from Orlando, um, who my wife kind of is the pickle jar girl from Orlando. Um, Mar Marlena throws a flag on the play, referee style. A lot of these un underwhelming. Jane, who arrives in a classic car and says she's sometimes being called a cougar. She's 33 years old. And they're 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 flashing it hard in her in her graphic on the screen, and I'm like, come on, like there's several 32 year old girls here, like like why are we playing this up? Speaking of older, Holly, 63 year old mother of two, wants to have grandchildren, but she's here to introduce her to, or to him to, Rachel, the flight instructor from Florida, who I think is going to have a lot of mileage on her, frequent flyer uh, miles maybe. Uh, Ivana, a bar mitzvah dancer who has no words, just serades, the, the silent treatment. Um, while my wife is the pickle jar girl from Orlando, she's also a former bar mitzvah dancer when she was young. So th this season's right up her, her alley. Kira um, left an impression on old Clayton. She's a physician, lab coat covering her red lingerie. And, and we breeze through Rihanna and Eliza. Gabby has a pillow with Clayton's face on it, and that's about it. But apparently she's had some past relations with Deanie Babies of Dean and Kaylin fame, and Blake Horstman as well of a, a, a once well-thought-of member of uh, Bachelor Nation until he just totally collapsed two seasons ago on Paradise. It's the Colorado connection for these. And then there's Elizabeth, a realtor from Colorado who spanks Clayton with a whip. Hunter is 
from Charlotte, and she's the one with the boa constrictor. And then enter the bubble bath. And Samantha, and her bikini, and her black box. And it was really the last time we saw uh, Samantha, which was disappointing. She was one of my highest-ranking people going into the season. I was really excited about Samantha. And, well, she didn't hang around long. Uh, finally, Cassidy came in on kind of a little kid's monster truck. And it's followed by the lifted monster truck that attempts to run over the kitty car. This is Shanae from Small Town, Ohio. Well, I think I like Shanae. It looks like she's going to get into a lot of drama based on the, this, the, the season on. And Shanae was the last. And Sarah was the first. Always important to note those two things. Shanae and Sarah. And again, Sarah. Office space smashing stuff. And Shanae, uh, small town girl, in the big truck. Cocktail party. Let's get to it. Um, Susie, the Hannah Brown lookalike, she does grab the first one-on-one -on -one time. And she's quite giddy. Um, liked Susie, liked her vibe. Elizabeth comes in, shares a 100-year-old photo of her grandparents with Clayton where he just kind of like wads it up and sticks it in his coat jacket. I'm like, why are you giving him this? I'm hoping this is a copy and this isn't like the, the actual sentimental photo because it means nothing to this guy that you just gave it to. Like, I know you mean well. I actually like you, Elizabeth. Um, so we'll see what happens. But then Teddy... She was really happy that Clayton was the bachelor. She she saw him for all eight of those minutes on Michelle's season. And after Teddy tells us she's not going to kiss him night one, then the two of them make out during their first conversation. And the best part is that everybody sees it. They're sitting on front front street. They're sitting in the in Macy's window for everyone to see. And that sets off a string. Next up, Kira's ready to give him his physical. You do have a heart. Let's see if you can make it beat a little faster. And they're making out. And then Eliza from Germany asks in German if they can kiss. And says, hey, this is an actual question. And you're actually a good kisser. So we jump into three straight makeouts. And then Melina's doing moonshoe workouts. And eh, I don't know if she's bringing it. She's trying to bring it. But Hunter and the Boa, they're still front and center. And... Poor Cassidy. She wrecked the grow carts on the driveway. Goes down hard. If you go back and watch the replay, hard on her knee, right into the into the pavement. But hops up. They make out as well. I don't know what the record is for first night makeouts. I should know that. But Clayton is he's getting there. I mean, half dozen or so by the, by the time we wrap things up. Next thing, though, is where things really take it up a notch. Claire is having a drunken, demanding tailgate party with cornhole and wings and the whole nine. And that is interrupted by Mara, who then takes him to feed him some food of her own. But I want to stop and hit the brakes on Claire. After Claire says she loves football, she leads him over to this tailgate, quote, tailgate, and they play some cornhole. Claire wins. They talk football. Clayton's like, yeah, I'm an Oakland Raiders fan. She's like, oh, I'm a Washington football team that doesn't even have a mascot. They're the Redskins. But it's unfortunate because Clayton, 
your your football team is in their second season in Las Vegas. They're no longer the Oakland Raiders. So unfortunate that your team uh, that you're claiming isn't located there. Uh, they eat some wings. Clayton's like, hey, I like the drums, which works for Claire because that means when we go out, you can get the bleepy ones and I'll get the flats. And it's also worth noting. Worth noting. Like, I mean, like Claire is like slurring this entire time. Afterwards, she's not impressed with the vibe that he had or they had. She feels like he's hey, he's a hundred percent too nice for me. Like not my vibe. He went and talked to Mara, and word starts getting around quickly that Claire is not feeling Clayton. And then finally, Serene goes and tattles on Claire, and Clayton requests a private audience with this, yeah, with his hater, I guess. She denies the claim, then resorts to kind of a place of, like, well, I'm too tired to do this. And Clayton springs to action. Like, he addresses it head on, walks her out the front door. Like, I mean, you've been hearing that he hates, she hates you, so, like, why not? Uh... Clinton ends up coming back to the group, though, lets them know that he'd been made aware of this. It's tearing down the mood. She's gone. And my immediate reaction is, that sucks. Because the producers needed that train wreck. Um, but, like, I mean, this is really new territory for a contestant. Nobody ever shows up, meets the lead, and says, nah, I don't like that guy. Like, it, that's not just because, like, The Bachelor is really good-looking, usually. Although, he, uh, that is a thing. But it's because pretending to like The Bachelor helps you stay on the show, which means you get those Instagram followers, you get that spawn con, you get to go on some trips and do fun things, and you're on TV. And even people that aren't, like, really feeling The Bachelor... J- jump through hoops to stay on the show. And I saw a quote online, and, it, and it, I wrote it down. It said, Claire's tan might be fake, but her inability to hide her disinterest in Clayton was some of the realest stuff we've seen on this show. And that, right there, is the realness. And that kind of took us into part two, the cocktail party, which he has a great talk with Genevieve. She wants a serious relationship. She seems pretty genuine, and interestingly, they look to have great great chemistry. Uh, next up, Rachel, the flight instructor. We already foreshadowed that these two kind of want to jump out of a plane. Sounds like a date to me, and he really likes her. I'm, I'm not sure if she likes him as much, but they do have a pretty nice connection. And two really strong combos there after the elimination of Claire. And that leads us to the first impression rose. And that goes to Teddy. Girl has got him feeling some type of way two times. Um, and she gets a second makeout. And she um, is vaulting herself up very quickly up the, the Fantasy for Reality uh, board. Um, Teddy was the leading scorer for the week. We'll get, get to that in a minute. But first, let's talk about the roses. The next morning roses. Teddy's the only one with one already. Serene gets the first one, the Tattletale, who we had hardly heard from. Second, Susie, the wedding videographer. Third, Eliza, the German kisser. Rachel, the pilot. Incy, the Persian and Korean um, uh, woman. Sarah, the first out of the limo. Kate, 
the realtor and um, Oppenheim Group member. Cassidy, the driveway makeout girl. Elizabeth, the grandparents' photo woman. I'm giving these little contacts for... It's hard to remember these people as the season starts. Kira, the naughty doctor. And then uh, that was the top ten out of the limo, or excuse me, in the rose ceremony. And then the next five, Shanae, who was last out of the limo. Sierra, who was back from the future. Mara, who had that good combo and interrupted the Claire date. Marlena, the referee. And Genevieve, who also had that good combo. And we rounded it out with Molina and her moon shoes. Gabby and her, her face-sitting pillow. Jill, who we don't know. Lindsay W., who's a uh, Houston girl. And Hunter and her snake. And then final rose went to Tessa, which meant we said goodbye to some people. And there was Ivana, who refused to talk to Clayton. Adios to her. Um, She's trying to be mysterious, but that seemed to have not worked out so well for you. Daria, the Yale Law student, who might have been a little overqualified for, for dating Clayton. And then Haley, who asked Clayton to open that pickle jar. Jane, who, like, I feel bad for her. Like, they made you drive a vintage car in. They touted the fact that you were 33, which is not old. And then spotlighted it on your graphic, played a loud ringing bell sound, and age shamed you on national television. Sorry, Jane. We liked you. Lindsay D., also, adios to you. She's a former winner of Miss Teen America, who, like, we don't usually send pageant queens home so early, so that's notable. Rihanna, I don't know anything about you. Samantha who was one of my favorites for the season, who showed up in a bubble bath, received the dreaded Bachelor censorship black box over her bikini bottom, which when I saw a picture online without the black box, it was a totally suitable bikini situation that you would have seen on Paradise. Um, they were getting a little cutesy with the black box, shall we say. Uh, so that brought us kind of to, to the end of this. Next up, or kind of this season on, a lot of crying. A lot, lot, lot of crying. And this season promised to be nothing like you've ever seen before. Amazing, dramatic, all of the things. And that, that editing of the final two women, or the final three women, I think it's misleading. It looks to be Sarah and Genevieve and Shanae. But that seems like they're cutting it to look different. Um, the, there's voices, but you don't ever see the words coming out of their mouths. They're cutting around. I'm not convinced that that's the final three. I'm not convinced that the audio goes with that video. I am very curious to see what's going on and why they're allegedly showing us so much at this point in time. At this point in every premiere season, every season premiere, I should say, we pick our top four leaders in the clubhouse going kind of after this first episode. Obviously, we've sent some home. I have a handful of favorites, and I admittedly have done far less research this season, just trying to go in and appreciate it for what it is. Um, but I'm going to attempt to give you my top four. I may have a couple of kind of extra hangers on, but... We'll start things off, I, I think, 
the obvious one will be Teddy. She's the holder of the first impression rose, and I, I think Teddy is Teddy's in a, in a great place. Um, I like Shanae as well. I think Clayton likes Shanae. Um, I mentioned it earlier. Kate is someone who I really like on the show, and I like kind of what, what might happen for her. And then I think Rachel is probably my my fourth uh, fourth banana there. So that is Genevieve, Kate, Teddy, and Rachel. With or sorry, I I, I said Shanae. So I guess I actually went with five. Pardon me. So that's my top five, and I actually probably had a sixth in Elizabeth. But if we are going straight top four, we'll go Teddy, Shanae, Rachel, and Kate. With Elizabeth and Genevieve sitting just on the outside for me. Uh, let us know who your picks are. I, I'm curious. I think this season is wide open. A lot of blonde girls. Clayton definitely has a type. A lot of blonde girls here. Interested to see where we end up uh we here on the network will be back with uh I'm, we're going to keep bachelor content coming to you every week throughout the season the mixed bag podcast will be back uh the week of january 17th not january 17th but the, that week uh, we'll be talking summer house a lot of your bravo favorites right around the corner we also have celebrity big brother coming down the pipe and before we wrap up The Bachelor, though, here, it wouldn't be right if we didn't talk Fantasy 4 Reality. Fantasy, the numeral 4, reality.com is where we play all of our fantasy games, including this season of The Bachelor. And episode 1, that gave us a big point total for Teddy. She was the leader of all of the women. 180 points for Teddy. Claire put up 140 in her dramatic exit. And then Sally, by virtue of kind of a lot of tears and sneaking over to the lead's room, actually put up 110 points in her one episode of the season. So uh, my team, my mountain of a man team, didn't do what, I, what they usually do. I, I lost six people on night one. Six of the eight people that went home were on my team, including Claire... And Samantha and Sally, who were three of my top five picks in Fantasy for Reality. So check it out. Plenty of time to sign up. Play along with your friends, your coworkers, your colleagues. It's fun. It's a great way to talk about the what's going on on the show. And I think you will enjoy it. There's different formats you can play as well. So different, you can set it up where where it's a salary cap draft, and, and everybody gets eight people, and they can pick. You guys can all pick the same eight people if you want to, um, although that would be boring. But if everybody had Claire, everybody could have Claire. Anyhow, to wrap that things up, though, reminder, follow us on Twitter at AfterRealityPod. Like the AfterRealityTV podcast page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at AfterRealityPodcast. Also, reminder, subscribe wherever you download your podcast. Spotify, Google, Amazon, or Stitcher. And don't forget to check out our website, AfterRealityPodcast.com. And on any of those social media uh, handles ping us if you or someone you know would be a great guest host um, for this season of The Bachelor. Uh, 
We would love to hear from you. And until we chat again, we remind you, we like bears and Mexican food right here on After Reality.